Ho, 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 everybody. It's Andrew with an early Christmas announcement for you. Well, I guess it's a Christmas announcement, but more of a Christmas surprise. I know we mentioned in past episodes, at the end of December, we will be releasing our God of War Ragnarok discussion. Well, Josh and I got a little too excited. We are deciding to release it this Friday, December 16th. Now, I know this episode's coming out late, so this episode will have released on December 14th, but we decided early Christmas present from us to you, our God of War Ragnarok, our God of War Ragnarok video game discussion with our buddy Joe Donovan. Joe D, baby! We had a great discussion, and because we could not discuss in a whole almost two hours of the greatness of God of War Ragnarok, Josh and I have decided we are going to be doing a follow-up episode, which will be released most likely the following week, possibly next week, or the week after Christmas. But we just had to do a part two because we got off recording and we're like, man, there's so much we did not get to discuss. So that'll be very exciting. That will have special guests returning very quickly Rich Clancy from the Jelly Potters podcast and Nerd Entertainment Hub. Uh, he was supposed to be on the recording for the first one, was unable to make it, and lucky for him because we did not discuss as much as we'd like. So he will be coming on that recording. Uh, we have another announcement. We will be having musician Sam Mulligan on our Christmas episode, which will be released December 23rd, where we discuss 8-Bit Christmas. Hooray! We were supposed to do it last year, but I got sick, and unfortunately, we were unable to do it. Josh will lie to you and tell you he did not love this movie, but I know he loved it. Starring Neil Patrick Harris and my girl from the great, amazing podcast, How Did This Get Made? June Diane Raphael. I actually really enjoy this movie. So look forward for that episode. So you guys got a lot to look forward to. You got God of War Ragnarok. This Friday, December 16th, part two coming shortly after, and 8-Bit Christmas with musician Sam Mulligan. Love that guy. He did the theme song for our podcast. Can't wait to have him back on. Now enjoy while we continue our Path to War miniseries while we discuss war games. computer and this is 8-bit liberty review the podcast where we watch movies and series and discuss all things video games and today part of our i can't remember the thing that i created <laughs> path to war miniseries as we lead up to our discussion of god of war ragnarok we discussed the 1983 matthew roger movie war games Josh, would you like to play a game? 
I would like you to stop that voice. So the movie... <laughs> no, I'm annoying myself on this. And welcome to 8-Bit Movie Review. As I already said, if you're new to the show, um, we discuss movies and series based on video games and everything else. Because if we only discuss adaptations, one of us would probably end up killing ourselves. Um, or Josh would kill me. That would I one probably of the would have just stopped doing the podcast over a year ago. Probably. I yes. don't think death needs to be the end of this podcast. <laughs> you could just stop doing it's it. It's the only way out, Josh. Blood in, blood out. <laughs> blood in, blood out. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this is our Path to War miniseries, and we are doing all things war-based themes. It's kind of more like a mega-series, because it's not... Like, a miniseries yeah. is like three this or is like four. Two this, months. Is like, this is two months. But we're we're really getting excited to talk about our God of War Ragnarok episode. We got uh, a couple yeah, more right. episodes to go. How many times have you beaten it, Andrew? Once I'm I'm working on the 100%ing it right now. Cool, I've I've beaten it twice. So yeah, that's our updates right now. Josh has just been fucking crushing the game. I've been just taking my sweet ass time. Um, I have you know what? Nope, not gonna say anything about it. So before we get started, there's a couple things we're gonna discuss. Uh, first, I want to get into a couple news items. In video games. The new Mario movie was I don't know. Second trailer late. I should I should I should have a new sting. I'll I'll come up with that at some point. Um so another trailer dropped for the new Mario movie. Um we saw it before we could do a reaction trailer to it. Um a reaction video to it, and it looks amazing. That's what looks I, great. I will say. It looks awesome. Everything looks great. Here, here's my only issue: is this trailer was like, "Whoa, look at that! Whoa, this person, this person, they're gonna do this. They're gonna do this." And I'm worried: is that all the movie's gonna be? Yeah. Or is the plot actually gonna make sense? Or is it just gonna be? Like, oh, they're fucking go kart racing. Oh, there's Donkey Kong. Oh my god! Yeah, this it, thing. it. From what we see, it seems like they're gonna like explain why all these people who constantly fight each other get together in Mario Kart, and they're definitely doing Smash Brothers. Like they're doing a little bit of like all the games, from what I gather. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. could make or break it, honestly. Yeah. And they uh, they released recently, like, some people might be concerned, but we did change the facial uh, appearance a little bit of Donkey Kong. It's barely noticeable. They're, know, they're fucking worried about that, but they're not worried about the voice acting. <laughs> Chris Pratt sounds fine. Everyone's he, all like, he's not Charles Meridinetti well, or whatever it's, the fuck it's his name is. It's not that, man. Like, it, it just doesn't fit. Every time he talked, it was just, it just didn't seem like, it. it even almost seemed like it was just somebody input his voice over it. I'm not saying like he's a bad voice actor. Like he can obviously do it. Lego movie was great. That's all this is going to be. It's a reskinned yeah. Lego movie. Cause That's even it. when Luigi was talking and sounded like Charlie day, it was like, I don't know, make them do the Italian stuff. Like why, why didn't he go like, Oh, like why didn't he even attempt to, to do the voice? Like, even if it was just Chris Pratt, I wouldn't care if he was just like, Oh, a Luigi and like talk like that. But no, it's just Chris Pratt going, let's go. 
like he literally says that in the trip. He didn't say it as flat as that. But he was like, let's a go. <laughs> it's just Chris Pratt saying, let's a go. My God. He t- let's a go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's he just fucking botches the line. Yeah, but at the end, then he went, wahoo. And that was really good. Yeah. That wasn't good. Well, I thought that was good, but do you think that was really him or they had the actual guy just for a no, moment? No, it was him. Like, hey, man, he's Did not. Did you come in and do a let's a go or a wahoo? Fine. Uh, yeah. Wahoo. Um, Cat was pointing out that best movie ever that the the toads say wahoo at the beginning of the trailer, like, and I'm wondering if that's gonna be like a a call to like that's what the mushroom people do. They go wahoo. I think the mushroom people look great. I think they're gonna probably be the funniest thing of the movie. Um, but again, it's just the voice acting. Like Luigi is Charlie. Like Charlie Day is Luigi. I'm just kind of like. Okay, you you know you're not trying. Did to Did you do... want him to be like? Well, no, but these are <laughs> Mario. Mario. <laughs> but like they like I don't know. They could have tried a little bit more. These are recognizable characters. Like they wanted recognizable people to sell I the know, movie. I know, but like names make money. I know, but why didn't I think they could have tried a little bit better? That's okay. all I'm saying. Look at. Jack Black's Bowser. It's going to make a billion dollars. Jack Black's Quote Bowser sounds fucking great. I think he sounds great. Until the Bowser. first time in the movie he goes, Zabadoo! And you're going to be like, oh, fucking Jack Black. This dude is Jack Blackisms. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I think they could have gotten someone better than Chris Pratt. I just think, like, I'm not shitting on, like, like whatever. He sounds like Chris Pratt. Like, I just feel like they couldn't add any no, iconic. he sounds things. like Mario. <laughs> Not at all. That's the new Mario. But it, hey, what's up, guys? I'm fucking Mario. Let's fucking go. Is that the is that the thing? Is let's that what he says? Go. <laughs> is that what he says? He's already signed on to play Garfield. I see that more than like like him. Like everyone's like, oh, I mean, because Garfield, Garfield was just Bill Murray's voice. It's yeah. not like Bill Murray was like, hey, I'm a cat. Like he was doing like a fucking voice. But even just... the original like voice actor who did Garfield in the animated series was the guy who usually did animated versions of bill murray's voice like he did the p true yeah so like when they got bill murray i was like oh that makes sense but then you find out later he accidentally signed on for that movie he didn't mean to he thought he was signing on to somebody else and then it was that's why they make that joke in zombie land but i can see him being i can see chris pratt playing Garfield. I feel like that voice kind of fits that character a little bit more where I just can't see it for Mario. Plus Garfield hates trans people like Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's the it's his church. It's not him. That's what his fans say. It's not him. It's his church. I I I still haven't found any proof of that stuff that people keep I hate Chris Pratt because he hates trans people. I I can't. See, it's not him. If, if Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of those people that would beat the shit out of him if he knew that was true, to, knew that to be true, since he's he's married to his daughter. So the thing is, is like that. Yes, they are part of a church that is very unaccepting of trans and like gay people, but that does not mean like whoever's religion, you know, whatever. If you go to a church that's like that, but they're not openly practicing that themselves or probably feel that way. They just probably really like that church. I don't know. 
None of my business. Stay away from religion. That's my plan. Because <laughs> it just, you know, causes problems. And I don't know. Chris Brown has never showed any signs of that just because he's part of that thing. It's mainly because a lot of Anna Ferris fans are mad that they broke up. And they blame him. But not my Mario. <laughs> Hashtag not my Mario. <sighs> everything I, I I did like a two second Google search and everything I see is people are calling out that he went to a church, which like you're saying is not accepting of gay or trans people called Hillsong. And he says, I've never gone there. I go to this church. Yeah. So who knows if that's true? And also newsflash people. Probably the church you go to is also not accepting of trans people. Hey, guess what? Most Catholic churches fucking protect priests raping children. <laughs> so. so there's that. And the fucking Pope knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> and he is just like, uh, no gay <laughs> South people. Park fucking nailed uh, it when they it. talked about that. And it's like, yeah, that's know. fucking real. And there's real proof. So this he, fucking shit where, like, oh, Elliot Page hates Chris Pratt. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know why you hate me. I, 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 I didn't go to that church. And they're like, ah, yes, yes, you did. And he's like, mm. yeah, it. I don't know. That whole thing's weird. Like, I think just some people like to. Nobody knows what's true. If he's saying he's he doesn't go there, then I don't know what the big fucking there's, deal is. But also, way like, worse shit that goes if, on. In if Hollywood. you're Catholic and you're one of those people that says he goes to these churches like ten times, like. Nine times out yeah, of ten. Yeah, maybe shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure your church would be like, oh, if you're like, oh, I'm trans. Okay, well, let's talk about it and discuss all your sins of being a trans person. Kevin. We're going to, Jesus will fix you. Yeah, Jesus will fix you. So, and as you can tell, Josh and I are not religious. And if that upsets you, sorry, because religious is ridiculous. Religion, I mean, is ridiculous. Sorry religious the morals of certain religions that people live by are good those are a lot of them are good morals to live by but it is when you take that step and try to then tell people how to live their life based on your church or your religion that's when you can go fuck yourself <laughs> true 100 but, it, but if you that. just take the very good morals that we'll just use christianity as an example the morals of like, hey, don't fucking kill people. Don't fucking steal. Yeah, and you fine. live your life by that? Good. good You're a good you. person. But the second you tell me that I can't live my life unless it's under Jesus's wing, that's the time I'm going to tell you. To... And you know what, religion? If you want me, get good video games. Religion can have that's... me when it earns me. <laughs> <laughs> Good, no good video games. No, no good religious video games. Was the Bible story? Bible story was pretty fucking good, dude. It's honestly, so, so good. Uh, Some of those games were so. I can't broke. think of a single other religious video game. God of War. In no, it's not religion. It's got gods in it. Yeah, but not like the god. It's just uh, the a uh, god. Well, I think in one of them. Um, Actually, is that what the next game is going to be? Is you kill just God? I think <laughs> you in, go to heaven. I think in one of them, Jesus was supposed to appear, and you were supposed to nice. fight fight Jesus. But you, I think a lot you of fight them. angels and you rip their wings off like Valkyries. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> dude, that sounds sick. 
you you have defeated Jesus. You have you have defeated Jesus. You have uh, you have earned the cross. <laughs> he just carries a giant crucifix. He, just, he throws it like uh, Castlevania, like <laughs> comes back comes like a boomerang. Back. But it's like a big seven foot cross. Just fucking annihilates people. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> What is it, my son? Drink my blood. <laughs> Jesus has AIDS. All right, war we're, games. Really, no, not oh. yet. We're getting there. <laughs> not, I don't think we are. We're getting. <laughs> we'll get we went there. off on a tangent. Yeah, I'm probably gonna edit a lot of that out. No, keep it all in. <laughs> um, People need to know the truth. So, uh, in the world of video game adaptations, it has been announced that Soul Clap Sifu is to receive. Um, a film is going to be into a live action film by the director of John Wick. What? What is? It's just called Sifu. Yeah, Sifu. Oh, but it's what did so you call claps. it? It's oh uh, the the, the, company, stu- the so company slow claps. The director Derek Kolstad is from John Wick is going to be doing that movie. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I heard that game was pretty unique. It's a yeah. It's like one of those like action karate things, but like when you die, you get older, but you also get better. Like you learn new skills, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Pretty cool. And it looks you age every time you die. Yeah, that's when it, yeah, you get older. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a really fun game. I've never played, but I heard a lot of good things. He's also working on multiple things. He's writing for um, I don't know if he's directing these two, but he's uh he's working on uh Splinter Cell, Dungeons and Dragons, and they're making a Streets of Rage movie. Hmm. So I'm I say that it's about 23 years too late. Like, yeah. who the fuck remembers Streets of Rage at this point? Yeah. If you're not in the, if you weren't born in the 80s and you didn't have a friend who had a Sega Genesis or owned one, you probably don't know what Streets of Rage is. They did come out with a new one last year, didn't they? Yeah. I think it wasn't just like, just the same game. Just maybe it was, yeah, it was a new one because I think they, hookers they and... gender swapped Axel and people were like, what the fuck are you doing that? Is it <laughs> Axella? Like, no. I think it's just still Axel. <laughs> I mean, an Axel is just a thing in a car, so I don't think it has a gender. Can he be skating it? I should check that out. I love the street streets rage. I like to be the you like the to be the skate the rollerblade and black kid. Yep. Yeah. I just like to be Axel because he would fucking like reverse body slam people, <laughs> and his like ultimate his thing would he would like summon the cop car that would launch missiles. <laughs> like cops have missiles in this fucking world. That's oh, crazy. Wow. There's he summons a cop car? Yeah, I thought like uh pull like a cop car and it would shoot onto the shoot a missile onto the battlefield. Maybe that's in the like one of the newer ones? No, I thought it was like Street of Rage one or two. Are you thinking of um Probably because I didn't have a Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to finish this. There's a beat 'em up. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe I just don't remember the the cop car. Maybe I only played one of them then. I thought I played one and two. Because they all had like moves. You were very anti-establishment back in the day. So you yeah, were like, very. I'm not using that move. Broke the cop. Broke the move. Coming straight from the Rick. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so one more thing I wanted to mention. A little uh, video game honorable mention is, uh, you know, Google Doodle honors the Bay Area's first black video game designer. Jerry Lawson, who uh, launched on what we have known today, he was the creator of the joystick. Wow. He was the first person. I know I saw a documentary where I believe he didn't get any credit to like 
years after he was dead. Unfortunately, well, he's black, so which is sad. I mean, that I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm just it's true that's though. Literally, how it was back in the 80s. Like, uh, <laughs> like no, 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 no. <laughs> he he um he worked on the joysticks, and he was also one of the first people to cr- cr- integrate um cartridges. And they kind of like took his idea and were like, thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We won't give you no money, but I think his son has been compensated later. Like I know his son was trying to, to like, be like, I want reparations. Well, I would too. Like, come on. Joysticks, video game joysticks are like used for everything and controllers and God damn it. They're so fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. Especially those new PS5 ones. Right? God damn it, dude. (laughs) Fucking stupid video games make me spend money to play them. Well, that was my news for today. And before we get into a discussion of war games, Mm -mm. there's one more thing we have to discuss, Josh. Fuck, let's play it. It is the Gaming Zone. It's been a while since I've done this voice or this segment, so I'm kind of excited about it. The Gaming Zone is where we discuss what games we're playing. And take it away, Josh. God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, we know what you're playing on that. Like, what the fuck else am I supposed to say? (laughs) Well, I didn't know if there was anything else you were playing on the side. Literally, on my third playthrough of it. I played through it on normal mode. I got the platinum. I then immediately started a hardest difficulty run. I beat the story on that. And then I went back. I got 100% on my normal run. And then because we're a week out of recording, I was less like, well, I might as well play it on second hardest difficulty and then try to do as much as possible so that it's fresh in my mind before we record. That's literally what I said to myself. Yeah. Well, then we can't really talk about what you're playing because... You know, we're going to do a whole episode on that. What I've been playing, and I got to say, it's a, one of one of our listeners' faults on playing this game. Mm. Uh, shout out to Jody. Sir, Sir Joseph of Donovan. I want to I say thank you, Joe, and I also hate you because I am addicted. He is. We went out for his birthday. Happy belated birthday, bud. And... He was talking about Marvel Snap. Um, It is very popular right now. And I'm like, I don't really do app games. I was doing Magic the Gathering, the card game. But it was very heavily like you definitely got to buy digital cards to be better at that game. And he talked about Marvel Snap. And then one day I was just bored. So I just, like you know, download the app. And now I can't stop playing it. If I'm not playing God of War, I'm playing Marvel Snap. Like, it's just... Ah, it's so fucking good. It's not even that good. It's just so addictive, dude. Josh said he might pick it up. Maybe. It's free. They don't, not yet. They don't make it as heavy to be like, "Mm, well, you should spend money. Like, but there are like, like right now they're doing their Wakanda season. And in order to get any Wakanda, like Black Panther characters, you have to pay the $10 for this month. To get like the season for like season pass thing yeah. or something. Yeah, I think Joe D said he does that. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Depends I don't on how know. much you pay, play a game. Because if you're playing it every day, 
what what is 10 bucks compared to how much that you're spending in a game true that's how i look about at it especially but, with mobile games but they also make it that you unlock characters like all the time yeah like, you know and i'm doing pretty good with a with with the deck that i have right now but it's a lot of fun i i enjoy it um i would like because i know some people playing it and if you pick it up josh if you can play people you know but it seems just random all the time yeah i don't i don't know i might i might pick it up jody and i guess now you have been talking about it a lot so i've also i follow a couple hearthstone streamers and they've played it a couple times and it does look interesting doesn't seem like as much of a commitment. No, and it's simple. The, the rounds are like, I don't know, five minutes tops. Yeah. Like, it's pretty quick. And they make it that, like, it's pretty quick. Like, they have a timer and everything. Sometimes you could tell that somebody's busy, and I'll, like, snap to up to Auntie, because I'm like, oh, they're probably, like, at the grocery store or something. So I'll get all their precious cubes. Andrew likes pubes. China. The China thing was my accident. <laughs> now let's no. Now I'm going. <laughs> War games. Uh, this movie came out in June third, nineteen eighty three. Was directed by John Badham. John Badam. <laughs> Uh, the budget for this movie was $12 million and made a box office worldwide of $124 million and with inflation that would be $354. I'm just going to say, just round it up. No, say the whole amount. $354 million a year. Like, $215,656.83. I mean, Not a year. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Josh, what's the summary for this? The summary for this, Andrew... Summary, semicolon. (laughs) (laughs) High school student David Lightman, played by Matthew Broderick, unwittingly hacks into a military supercomputer while searching for new video games. After starting a game of global thermonuclear war, Lightman leads the supercomputer to activate the nation's nuclear arsenal in response to a simulated threat as the Soviet Union. Once the clueless hacker comes to his senses, Lightman, with help from his girlfriend, played by <laughs> Ali Sheedy, which they aren't really, we weren't really together. Yeah, not till the end. Yeah. They must find a way to alert the authorities to stop the onset of World War Three. And that's the movie. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Now I I I know this is a very popular movie. Um, you know it's highly referenced at the beginning of the book, uh, Ready Player One. I don't know if they reference it in the movie. I know they used different uh, like movies from what they used in the book, but um, yeah, it was it was I I enjoyed it. Um, I don't see why it's as classic as it is. I guess. Um, I'd say it's probably because it was like computer gaming and console gaming like was not a thing until after this um because this is 1983 and like nintendo is not out until 1984 so i believe it was just pc based um yeah so this was like it and people were like holy shit i could hack into the fucking government's nuclear weapons if i get a, M- a macintosh computer 
Wait, I can only fucking play Oregon Trail or <laughs> Number Munchers. This is bullshit. This is this is one of those movies, and I feel like they do this in a lot of 80s movies. They're like, if they know how to do computers, they know how to do everything. Like, hack the world. The, the shit that Matthew Broderick does in this fucking movie makes no sense how, like, a 14 or fi- how old? 16? How old is he in this? Like, well, he's his character. I don't know how old he is because I never say it, but he's in high school. He's at least 14, I'd say, 14, 15. He knows how to hack military grade stuff. He can um, hotwire a door padlock to let him like out. And he does like a government door. (laughs) And it like somehow he's able to hack into a door so that it'll recognize the sound of the keys on the other side. So that he can utilize it. Like, that is some fucking MacGyver shit yeah. if I've ever heard of it. And he's just like, yeah, I fail all my classes. <laughs> Where is he learning this stuff? There's no internet. So is this all from magazines that he gets? Like, Yeah, internet magazine. Like, well, there is hack internet. The wor- but hack it's- the World magazine. <laughs> he even, like, gets a free phone call by, like, shocking the phone with like metal or something like that and like he's from a piece of trash he picks up off the ground i honestly i was surprised by how crazy the beginning of this movie was like the concept because it starts with a nuclear missile test which the people in the silo don't know it's a test and like they're being told to start the initiation progress process and that because it's a manual progress process they both have to input like key cards at the same time and codes at the same time and authenticate with like multiple people and like one guy hesitates because of the weight of that decision you know you know launch something that could take up fucking millions of people if you have a conscience you might hesitate and the other guy just immediately pulls out a gun and points it at him. And who <laughs> like, is? I will kill you. And who is that guy that pulls the gun? Oh, Michael Madsen from like oh, you know, Pulp from, Fiction from stuff from stuff. Yeah. Oh, Michael Madsen. Interesting. Yeah, you know that guy. He yeah, was, I'm looking he was at the, the guy that was drunk on Bloodborne. <laughs> the movie we watched, he was drunk the entire time. Bloodborne? We never watched a Bloodborne movie. Not Bloodborne. Um, Blood, Blood Rain. Oh, Blood. The Rain. actor was like, he's like, yeah, I just took this because you know I needed money, and he was just drunk the entire fucking time. But I know him from Pulp Fiction. What other fucking movie? I think he's also from. Um, he's in a bunch of shit. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but like. Pulp Fiction's the one I know him from the most. When yeah, it's like pouring the gasoline on the cop. Such a fucking great scene. But Wait, Pulp Fiction? You mean Reservoir Dogs? Oh yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I was Jesus say, Christ. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. But yeah, the, the, that's crazy that they're just like. I, oh, that, the, that seems legit. Like that's probably. I mean. It's true. They're saying 20% of the people that they have in the tests in the silos, 20% of them don't turn the key. I mean, could you? Do you think you could? You've committed to that job. You've been trained countless hours to do it. 
but then the weight of that actual decision when it comes time, because I'm sure there was like four years they sat in that thing just doing their little tests and checking stuff and nothing like that would ever come up. But then it does. And then do you actually have the guts to fucking pull that trigger yeah. and wipe out a million plus people? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to think about. But also he was like, let me get someone on the phone. Like no one's called us. What's going on? Like. You know, and it's crazy that the other guy pulled the gun out on him. He didn't shoot him though. What's the point? He'd be like, dude, I know you're not gonna shoot me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. No, I think he did pull the trigger, but it was a test, so there wasn't bullets oh. in it. Well, we didn't hear like Yeah. So yeah, no nothing yeah, you he didn't shoot him because there was no bullets in it. And then they But they were him. testing to see if they do it, and that's why they that's why they started the process of like, hey, can we maybe look into you know, computer AI running this thing as opposed to people. Because we there with people, there's emotions, conscience. We know the military doesn't like that. Fuck that shit. No just... gays. <laughs> well, I was just saying, oh, they can be No gays. Well, they can, they can be in now. They can be in now. Yeah. But, you know, they they end up finding out that, like, maybe a computer would be better at this. And so much stuff goes wrong right off the bat. Like, so, like, there was a lot of confusion for me in this movie because, like, they... So, I assume people have seen this movie. So, Matthew Broderick is, like, doing this telecall thing to type... I don't really get what exactly he was doing... I don't know if he got money somehow. He found a bank and he was able to like book tickets to um, Paris, but I don't know if it was like he, he actually just reserved paid the them. Money. He didn't actually pay for them. So yeah, but yeah. like, and he was trying to get these games off this new computer that was coming out. Yeah, so he could play them for free on his thing, and then he yeah. he he was he saw in a magazine about. Like, I don't know if it's Macintosh. They probably didn't say it was Macintosh because they, you know, that was a legit thing then. Um, but it's like the next generation of computer gaming. And he saw the address where you could call for information or to order one. So what he did was he set up his computer to just start scanning phone numbers in that area and like try to ping their systems to try to get into it. And the first thing, like you said, was he actually got into like a reservation service for uh, L.A. airport or an airport out in that area. So just as a joke, because he, he's with the girl there, the, I guess, girlfriend, they say. I didn't yeah. really get. I mean, I got that towards the end, but like I didn't get that at all until the very end of the movie when it's like, yeah, I stopped World War Three. And she's like, here's a smooch, a pretty bad one. Um I mean, they were like 14, so I guess it's not like <laughs> you're not expecting like much. But um, so they reserve tickets to Paris. They don't have them because they didn't pay for them. They're just reserved. So if they go to the airport, you can pay for them, print them, get on your plane and go. He also changes his grades, <laughs> yeah. which like what he did was like, see here, like the teacher would definitely be hanging out, handing out report cards and be like, OK, so this girl went from an F in it to an A within like a week. Like something's off here. Also, if you notice when he went to the principal's office, because <clears throat> because he's fucking around in class, he's a he's got low motivation, but he's very smart. That one teacher of, one was of those handing types. out F's left and right, too, by the way. You know, F is not even like a legitimate grade people give. Like you don't get F's like I, I don't think I've ever gotten an F. 
Yeah, you get like a you know you what get the like range incomplete. Of, it's like A B C D incomplete. Or like, you get like well, it when I went to school, it was more of like you got a forty. You know that's an F. Yeah, <laughs> like sixty, maybe a D. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Yeah, so I, I just love how he look. He sees like the computer terminal at the school, and he like opens a drawer, and there's just a list of passwords, and the latest password is pencil. And then, like above, it's like Notepad, and it's like this. This is the compute. This is the system that the 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 school has set up that tracks and can manipulate grades on their computer. And your password is something that's stu- it's like one two three four password. Well, they didn't know back then. They were like, "This is simple." Nowadays, you gotta have a, like. I think my work passwords like has to be like eighteen characters. It's fucking yeah. Ridiculous. Mine's I think. Most of the ones I have at work are at least eight characters. One has has to be capital and one has to be special character. So I always, I usually just do <laughs> like, I, you, okay, I used to do the season, the year and replace like one of those with like an exclamation point. Like if it was like fall 2022, it'd be F-A-L exclamation point 2022. But now I do something related to a game that I'm playing kind of thing. Yes. Like my current work password is a la card 2022. Who's and the, Alucard? the zero is that Dracula backwards? <laughs> we were playing symphony of the night when I made it last. Such a good game. I still need to go back to that and play as the other characters. Yeah. You don't really though. Yeah. Those aren't that fun. True. I mean, they are, but they aren't, but you, you know, you mentioned the girlfriend and like, I assume they were friends before class where they're like, they're talking about sex in class, sexual reproduction, and they go, tee And like, uh, he says something, and then like, she's like, you want to ride, ride home on my moped? And like, he's he- like, sure. I want people to think I'm gay. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, like, sweetheart. I was like, this, this, uh, this movie is. Very progressive. He's riding bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you know, he's a bitch. So. But I'm pretty sure this does not pass the Bechtel test, which, you know, is shows representation of women. And the biggest thing is two women talking to each other. I don't think you see two women at all talk to each other this entire movie. Well, we definitely get the classic uncomfortable woman <laughs> doing her job while a man pressures her at her desk and touches it like tries to touch her boob like and she's like what do you do and he's like what am i bothering you did you notice i'm in the military baby <laughs> oh that guy i was like yeah is are you bothering her yes you just tried to grab her boob <laughs> like yeah it was the 80s it was fine sexual harassment was not a thing that wasn't even a thing yet nope not until that Michael Douglas movie yeah, right. comes came out with Demi Moore. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one where he was raped by yeah, uh, Demi oh, that Moore. The, okay, that's yeah. the one. Uh, Basic Instinct? Basic Instinct. Right. Where it's like, that movie's so fucked up because it's like, we'll have the man be the one that's being sexually harassed. Doesn't he get like a what for- a twist? Doesn't he get like a forced blowjob and that like, no, no, don't suck my dick. <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i hate how good it feels 
was like, this is so messed up. I wonder how many women watched that and was like, oh, yeah, that's what I do at work. I don't get sexually harassed by men all day. I sexually harass them. That's why that movie made so much money. All these women are like, whoa, I could rape Michael Douglas. (laughs) God, That's sick. Next movie we're doing is Basic Instinct. Boy, but... Yeah, this movie was all right. It was kind of slow. Um, the like the thing that I didn't get is, so like the computer starts going off and and triggering like fake alerts, and they find out that they're fake at like the beginning of the movie. But then the rest of the movie, they're still acting like this is all really fucking happening because they can't take the risk. But then they're like, what do you mean? This is all fake. All our foreign like leaders are like, even the guy at the end of Faulkner, who's like, um, who like was like saying to this general, who's been a general for a long time. Why the fuck would they use all of their artillery at us? I mean, that guy was also fucking chewing dip the whole movie. Like he doesn't (laughs) seem like the smartest guy. He's basically one of those people that's like. Uh, I can't take any chances like that's because that is where we were in the 80s with like this fucking with Russia and, and all that like we we was it wait was it Russia or was it still the Soviet Union I think um, it was the Soviet Union wasn't yeah, I think it? it was Soviet yeah Union. so like that there was that happening like this is based on what was happening in real life like we did not know if we were getting into World War 3 because everyone had fucking nuclear missiles and they're like, we can't fuck around with this because nuclear means fucking millions of people just wiped out at once. Well, so I'm just saying, I think they could have done like better protocols to be like, well, our computer fucked up already. Like, but also think where we were with technology. They that was the best. That was the best technology there probably was. So they were just like, well, it fooled me. Yeah, but even though, like, there's planes up there. No, they're not, sir. Are we gonna nuke them? Like nuke <laughs> the the invisible pl- it's Wonder Woman, and they have she's up there. Yeah, I've seen, I've read those Wonder Woman comics. Like, she's helping the Soviets. There's what do you mean? There's no submarines? You know, it's just, I noticed you didn't wash your hands in an invisible bathroom. That general cracked me up every time because he was either <laughs> chewing on tobacco or he just had a stogie that he was smelling everyone. True, <laughs> he never lit it. He was played, for the look. I don't light it. Thanks, Will Smith. I'm not Big familiar. Willie style. So the the actor was Barry Corbin. You've seen him in tons of things. Like I didn't know his name until like this, but you've seen him like especially older in a lot of things. Yeah. Apparently he impri- improvised like almost all his lines. Like of everything he did. And he probably improvised this one line that I wrote wrote down that I was like, what the fuck did he just say? I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it, it if it'd do any good. Oh boy, yeah, it sounds like an improv line. That sounds improv. Well, well, keep it in, keep it in there. Like, damn, sir, that is just no. They probably were like, "Hey, can you do it again?" And he's like, "No." And they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, nope. I can't. I'm Jod Badham, so I can't really talk back to this actor." Yeah. He, he, I think he was very popular, uh, like very popular, popular at the time. Um, they also introduce a lot of characters in this, and then just make them disappear. Like we had two hardcore nerds 
very fucking hardcore nerds. Like was, oh yeah, like before anything happens, before <laughs> before he. No, actually, I'm sorry. It's after. He, no, it, it's before he actually gets into yeah, the computer. He, he finds this thing and he he sees like a list of games, but he's not able to play them, and he wants yeah. to play them. So he goes, I don't know, to some sort of IT place where these two. One ultra nerds. I guarantee you that guy's like in Revenge of the Nerds. I would not. No, not he, he's not. But he's also he was a type typecast for super nerd in oh, like so every eighties movie. He was bad. He was bad at being the nerd because he's like ah. That's what he was. That's what they people wanted in their movie from the eighties to the nineties. They wanted that guy. Nah, being fucking nerd boy. And you thought they would be more prominent in the movie? Like, I thought at the end... He, they're just like, gone. They were going to bring them back to be like, help us hack this shit. But they're just like, no. I got to finish my shift at Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the, there was a lot of things that, like, they didn't really need and stuff like that. But there was a lot of, like, character actors in this. Uh, there was a guy, the butler... From is it the butler? No, the concierge from Ghostbusters was in this. He was oh, one wow. of the random military guys. guys yeah, Principal Strickland was also in this. Yeah, I was oh, fuck. If only he had called Matthew Broderick a slacker, You're a slacker. Fucking, my life would have been complete. He he also wasn't in this movie that much because I only I only or noticed if he him was in like he was like scenes. silent. He was just like yeah, he was just like there was that guy with the the dip the whole movie and then there was like three government guys that were always like and they would say the same bullshit like why should we do this why why should we rabble 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 yeah and he was one of them yeah um i we needed more strickland and you know it's kind of funny too like think of this like how they were like oh matthew broderick's in trouble we're going to arrest him and all this stuff um, hacking was actually not illegal till 1990. Like, yeah. how fucked up is that? That's crazy to think. Like, because yeah, but they also, I mean, hacking, what it's has its own charge now. But they were getting him for fucking espionage. True, <laughs> which is like you don't go to jail. They just you don't get found. It just feels <laughs> seems like in the 80s they were just constantly like, "Are you a Russian spy?" <laughs> like, because I guess it, you know it was the thing and stuff like that. I mean, he didn't make it him. He didn't make himself look innocent. No, he first booked a ticket to Paris, or reserved a ticket to Paris. Excuse me. Then hacked into the supercomputer, and instead of playing chess or checkers with a, yeah. com- he's like, I'm going to pick global thermonuclear warfare. And those <laughs> that two sounds cool. Those two were really fucked up because you know, like. I would probably not want to be the enemy. Like, they were like, yeah, let's be Russia. Okay, where do we want to bomb? Las Vegas. Yeah, kill them all, is what the other girl said. Mm-hmm. Kill them all. And that was actually the inspiration for the Metallica album, Kill Them All. What I, was I don't it? think that's true. No, it's not true. No. I think that album came out, what, 80, 79? I don't. I'm, I don't. I'm not a, I'm not a Great Metallica album. big fan guy. They're pretty cool, but I'm not like this album was put I like out the in old, 19, old uh, July 17th, 1983. But yeah, nah, it it just seemed like um 
I forgot my point, actually. I'm just saying things. <laughs> you were talking about them actually playing the game and why they picked to be yeah. the Soviets. That just like, they're like, yeah, bomb our country. And that's like what caused all the issues. Because if, if they picked Russia, they'd be like, wait a minute, we're not bombing Russia. I guess, yeah, then you wouldn't have the story. Well, they could only they... pick USA or Soviet Union. Yeah, but if they picked USA... Yeah, and then we it would say that. Yeah, yeah. they'd be like, "Wait a minute, we're not really bombing Russia." And stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah. So this is all because he picked the actual bad guy as opposed to because he's like, "I want to blow up Las Vegas." <laughs> Imagine that was the game. I mean, not the game. The uh, the the movie where they're just like, "So uh, we know this is a simulation, but we just want to know why'd you pick Soviets? Why?" And then they waterboard him. <laughs> they waterboard. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I tried to find a clip and I couldn't find it anywhere, but they see a game in this so many times. They even see say the name of the movie 12 minutes in hmm. when they talk about what's the name of the computer. Um, It's like Whopper. Yes. Yeah. Which is a, a playoff of there is actually um, a military supercomputer that that's a playoff of it's called Burger. Yeah. B-R-G-R. A real computer NORAD once used to predict war strategies. Yep. And yeah. what 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 does Whopper stand for? Do you know? Um, I um I don't know the na- what it stands for. War operations plan response. Oh, and cool. You, I guarantee you, Burger King was like, "Yeah, use it." Home of the war operations plan response with cheese. Wet Whopper with cheese. That's making me hungry. And no. you, you know, when we first meet Matthew Broderick, he's playing arca- the arcade before school. And it always baffles me in some of these movies. Also, that, that kid that took over for him, was he not in school? Uh, he's homeless. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he actually was like, oh, take my game. He's like, I just want the quarter so I can buy a piece of candy. <laughs> I haven't eaten any. I don't want to play this game. I can't eat it. My fingies hurt. <laughs> and it just baffles me that like um, when they show in movies like kids doing things before school, like recreational activities and be like, shit, I'm going to be late. I got to go to school. How late is school back in the day? Because when I wake up, for, wake, woke up for school when I was younger, I rolled out of bed, got my backpack and just went to school. I didn't like. Yeah, I would have to walk like. 25 30 minutes to elementary school and high school when i lived in malden i didn't have time to like stop at like a store and like let me flip through there was one time that i planned out and i left 30 minutes early so i could stop at a comic book store on a corner right before my school and i like looked at two comic books and that was it yeah that was one time and and also like you know, arcades aren't open you know, at eight o'clock in the morning because it'd be before eight o'clock. They'd yeah. have he'd have to get up super early and be yeah. like, "All right, gotta hit up the arcade before school. I'm gonna wake up so early. Gotta go to bed early so I can hit up that arcade before class." Mm. No, that's not. No, that's not realistic. Yeah, and again, why wasn't that younger kid in school? He, again, he was homeless. Homeless. Ay 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 ay. <laughs> Do you know that the largest hacker convention in the world is called Defcon as con as like a homage to this movie? Like this movie kicked off like so many th- like things. Like there wasn't really like um 
any defense against hacking until after this movie. They were just like, holy shit. Like, we didn't think of this. We didn't even know it was a thing. I'm sure some old general's like, what's hacking? So like when I eat, eat my wife's cooking and I spit it out. <laughs> Not my joke. That, that guy's like, that's so bad. Well, I mean, yeah, hacking was not even a thing because the internet wasn't a thing. Until the internet was made available for use in a non-government function only, um, no one could even try to do that stuff because you couldn't get on the internet. <laughs> there was no internet. Yeah, it seemed like, well, there. I don't know, There, it looked like there was dial-up in this and it looked like he was like stealing internet or dial up from other the internet was i think only used for the government until like i didn't get internet until like the early 90s like i got a computer but it didn't go on the internet we had a couple games on it and we got like encyclopedia britannica on like 12 to 20 fucking cds um but yeah there was no internet so I mean, I could see the who, the government using the internet so that they can like broadcast information across the country quickly, and even then, it probably wasn't that quick because the internet was not as compact back then. It That's, would be taking giant fucking. Basically, the room that we're in sized tower, and that would be like, that's 312 megabytes of RAM. Oh, my God. And it takes like 15 people to like move it. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, we can finally down to- download a JPEG in like two days. This is awesome. Look at this picture. This is a picture of Steve. <laughs> I, I, I'm still waiting, but I, I'm pretty sure that's Steve's shoe. Another three hours, boys. We're going to see his ankle. <laughs> now, we saw the command center, which was like the NORAD command center. It's NORAD. Actually, NORAD. It's actually NORAD. based off the actual command center that they have. Yeah, it's just fussied up. They made it look, uh, even in the notes that you have here, yeah, it says like, NORAD does not look like that. They wouldn't let them in. Though, in the movie, they deposit that if you want to go on a tour. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> that doesn't seem like that would ever fly nowadays, but it's just like, hey, you want to... You wanna, our secret military base that controls nuclear launch codes and functions. Let's just let civilians in here. If I can walk around, it's like, hey, buddy, stay on the tour. <laughs> hey, have a seat. Why don't you sit in this guy's seat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you sit here? Hit that button. This one? Yeah, that one. Oh, my God, not that one. <laughs> oh, we're just, just kidding, Miss Jenkins. <laughs> you only killed people in Hawaii. They don't matter. Which version did you write of this? Watch of this? Did it? Did you watch like the? I, I did a Philo, which I got to cancel. Free trial. It was like Philo, free trial, twenty five dollars a month, and you get all these things, and you still get commercials. No, I watch. I just rented it on Amazon Prime. They they Three blo- bucks. They blocked out all the swears, but they wouldn't. It was weird. They blocked out shit and that asshole, but they blocked out whole, not ass. So they'd be like ass. That guy's such an ass. Like, yeah, because they looked at it like he might have. He meant donkey. Don't want to talk about the asshole. Yeah. It was just very strange. On the why don't you just bleep them all out? I don't know. I got no bleeps, baby. I got all the swears. 
I could ever want. Yeah, I should have just rented Even it. Even when Matthew Broderick says the N-word, I got that too. He says that in there? No. <laughs> I was going to say. No. But Martin Freeman in the Ali G in the House movie says the N-word several times. Oh, wow. I mean, he's playing a... a black man. He's not playing a black man. <laughs> Bilbo is not <laughs> Bill Bro. <laughs> no, Bill, it's... Bill Bro. <laughs> Because they're, you know, wannabe gangsters. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's, you know, it's the H, not the hard R. It was early 2000s. Everyone did it. Anyway. I'll do it right now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. That was something else I was going to bring up about what we were talking about. But now I forgot because I'm hungry. Um, so... After he escapes the facility, because he does get arrested by the government for espionage, because they're like, hey, you know, when you launched, when you did all that fucking stuff, you know, we could trace that to you. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty they, simply. They got him coming out of a really nice looking 7-Eleven. Did 7-Elevens right? look real, that nice back in the day? I mean, 7-Eleven seemed pretty cool back then to me. Is it going 7-Eleven? Get a large Coca-Cola Slurpee. Fuck, that shit was badass. Get arrested by the FBI in the, the parking lot. Man, those are the days. Those were the days. You had the black guy standing there, clearly staring at you. Just like, yep, you're um, you're an official. I, I can tell. He's just like, all right, you're under arrest. And then they, because he wasn't in California. No, they brought him to Colorado. That's what it was. They brought him to Colorado. When he calls, like, I'm in Colorado. How long of a drive was that? And he's in a fucking van for a long time, I'm yeah. guessing. And then they just bring him there and they <laughs> tease up to something, that boy. Yeah, that the boy thing is... that he hacked, let's bring him right to the base where that's managed out of. That makes sense. And it's so weird because, like, the guy that's, like, telling him he has to work for Russia, like, he he definitely works for Russia, Um, was what Mick... What's the character's name? McCormick. McCormick. Like another character actor who have you seen in like fucking everything. Um, He like was there when the computer was built. So he understands it more than anything. And he just like is like, nope, you're lying. McKittrick. There's no there's no way that you hacked it or you're not working with somebody. You're definitely working with somebody. And he's like, there's no way that the computer, like, talked to you. And, like, Matthew Broderick shouldn't have waited till people left the room. Which, by the way, how stupid are you that you catch this guy for hacking and then you leave him alone with one of the main system computers in an office? I mean, you said it. You just said it. You hit the nail on the fucking head. But people weren't that bright back then. Hacking wasn't a thing. True. You know? So they didn't even think about it, you know? But then, like, why didn't they just immediately take him off base after the second time? Why did they put him in another room with a hypersexualized guard who was trying to grope someone as was, opposed to doing his job, which was just stand at a door and make sure a kid doesn't get out? And they put him in the infirmary. You're telling me that a military base does not have a prison, like have like a jail cell? I mean, they probably do now, but 
back then? I don't I don't think they did. No. Jail cells weren't a thing back then. They just used closets. No, I mean government bases no. probably didn't have prisons because I mean NORAD probably didn't have that many people. In reality, NORAD probably didn't have more than like 15 people that work there. Well, from the notes that I have uh where I saw like the set was like a million dollars and like you even mentioned it before like it it the actual office is not that elaborate. Yeah. They probably have like two computer screens because even the monitors that they used didn't even exist at that time. Like it was all projections, projector screens from behind. Yeah. So what does Matthew Broderick determine that the computer program is doing um, or is being influenced by, which leads him on our second subplot? I was a little confused by this. It's tr- it it thinks it's playing a game, but it's also trying to teach a lesson. Like I I was very confused why it decided like what's the difference between real and a test? Like nothing. Like what's the difference? So we're going to make things really happen. Like cuz at first it's just giving away fake alerts and then it's like nope, we're going to set off our own missiles. So I'm, I was a little confused by that. So if you can elaborate on that, man. Well, um, it, it's because but, the the guy that designed it designed it based on his son, I believe, Joshua, and he uh, he just he is playing a game against him, and the it, the computer program won't give up until there is a winner or a loser, which is why the end of the movie is the computer program learning that sometimes the best result isn't necessarily a win or a loss. It's just to not play at all. Though I did take the ending actually as was the computer just salty that he didn't get to play chess. Cause remember yeah. he was like, are you sure you don't want to play a game of chess? I would love to play chess. Fine. Let's nuke everything. And when he says the game, he's like, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so then she just played chess, Matt. And then when everything fixes, like he goes to the doctor. So now, would you like to play chess? <laughs> like he's like, okay, that's what he he was just throwing it. Oh, okay, you want to play nuclear war- warfare? Let's fucking do it. Nuclear, huh? Nuclear. nuclear. All right, all right, GW. <laughs> gotta get them, them. Gotta get them nuclear yeah, weapons. Nuclear. N- nuclear. Mm. Nuclear. Nuclear. It's like a dermatologist recommended face scrub. Face scrub. It'll make your screen your skin green. I almost said screen. It makes your screen free. So he escapes the base. (laughs) He scoops up his girlfriend. He's like, hey, I need you to buy me a ticket because clearly I'm not being watched by the authorities and I'm going to go to an (laughs) airport. escaped. Yeah. So um, easily escaped. He, he, he super, super easily escaped. The guy escapes. even grabbed him and was like, get back in that tour, you little bitch. And he's like, okay, bye. That's when you could like hit kids back in the 80s. Because <laughs> he like fucking roughhouses the kid, like pushes him and like shakes him around. He wasn't even that far from the tour group too. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? Well, I mean, that's probably how anyone should act when you're in the place that manages like nuclear launch capabilities like you probably shouldn't have wanderers from your tour group or extra people 
getting back on the bus. Yeah, how, you th- I was wondering that too. Don't how you think- do they not have a roster of people that they're like, all right, and Mr. Adams and this person and then this person is like, hey, who are you, 14-year-old kid that looks like he has been in a prison cell? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Yeah, well, like you said, there should have been a roster. And plus, also, this guy stuck with them all day. You don't think he would have looked like, oh, I don't recognize this kid. Hey, kid, where are you from? I was on the tour this whole time. No, you weren't. There was only like eight people on the tour. <laughs> you could totally know who was part of that tour. That guy just did not like his job. Yeah, he's like, whatever. It's probably somebody stole some information. I don't care. Yeah, I think my favorite part of the movie is when they get to the lead developer, who I guess the government faked his death or something. Um, who's like insane and just like yeah. obsessed with dinosaurs and he's just like yeah he wanted the nukes to go off how he, did he not get arrested because he was like it is fine we'll be evaporated and we won't feel anything ow <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't get that I was like why Why he just wants to die and then like I had a change of heart get in my helicopter that you couldn't see on this small island I live on because he brought up their son, his son, Joshua, my son, my son, Joshua, Joshua, Josh. I definitely am not religious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He was flying like a dinosaur thing. Like when they come up on his island, they got to his island pretty easily. Yeah. Not only took is a ferry to it, a ferry to this guy that is supposedly dead and he's not really hiding out. He's just kind of. In his front yard and being like, oh. hi, I'd like a ticket to uh, I'd like a ticket for the ferry to go to that um, shamed and excommunicated <laughs> doctor uh, who is the the government um, made him basically dead. And now he lives in a hut. All right. One ticket <laughs> and is obsessed with dinosaurs. Yeah. Where else? What else is on that island? If he lives in seclusion, why is a ferry go to his island? Yeah. Just his, because he even said, like, where did those other people that were on the ferry go? Because they got off the ferry and they were immediately on his property. And he's like, you're, you're trespassing. So he has a person, there's a personal stop to his land and he's supposed to be hiding out. Mm hmm. Yeah, that didn't add up. Um, no, he was not needed no. in this, in this at all. He didn't really resolve anything at the end. Um, no, yeah. I mean Matthew Broderick convincing the computer to play tic tac toe with itself. It's because they had the conversation about tic tac toe. Yeah, he was like, "You can't beat it." I mean, you could. But you were right. That guy was totally like all about dying. He's yeah. just like, "Well, we're pretty close, so you know, we won't be like the other people where we'll get radiation poisoning." We'll just be immediately evaporated. We won't feel anything. It'll be great. Yeah. Also, if you have epilepsy or a light sensitive, don't watch the ending <laughs> of this movie. I, I wrote in my notes. I wonder how many people had seizures watching the end of this fucking movie. It reminded me of the um, the part in uh, Halloween three, where it's like the silver shamrock thing, and it's like. This is Halloween. How's the song goes? This is Halloween. How the song goes? Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Yep, that's. (laughs) I love that. Boys and girls, I hope you're ready for the big giveaway. And it's just like, 
a flashing light with a pumpkin on the fucking TV. <laughs> it's, it's like, like <laughs> snakes and spiders come out of my face. Yep. Uh, that, <laughs> because what? of the fuck. Such an underrated. They should have just called it something else. But like John Carpenter thought. I thought it was great. I liked it. I no, really it's, liked it's it. One of the, it's one of the best, but. You know, it's, it was the only only Halloween I watched during um, my Halloween movie month. I, I, yeah. That was the only one I watched. Yeah. I, ugh, I didn't watch Halloween ends. I was going to watch it, but then I just heard it was so bad. I heard that it, it's just Mike Myers is barely in it. Yeah, I just watched the kill count for it, so I didn't need to watch the movie. I like the one before it, though. I liked Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah, but this um, War Games isn't that. No. There's not enough no. killing. <laughs> could have been a lot more killing. <laughs> like, if they just let one nuke go off, that could have been pretty good. Well, they did call that one guy and, like, by the way, there's missiles coming to you. We don't know if they're real, but uh, yeah. we're going to ask you to hang. <laughs> you just you hang let to, us know. Yeah. We'll stay on the phone with you. And Why can't I call my wife and tell her I love her? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. You stay on the line. And what a dick. He kind of just waited. Like, are you there, son? Are you there? Oh, yeah, sorry, I was grabbing a bag of chips. <laughs> yeah, we're live. We're live right now. <laughs> like, Yeah, and then even then, the, the, the computer was like, nope, we're still going to blow up. He's like, he's now like, I know the launch codes. That he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I am Joshua. Joshua the Destroyer. Josh, he'll kill every one of us. <laughs> Dun-dun-dun-dun. That's Brian like. Bailey used to sing that song with my name in it whenever yeah. I go to guitar lessons. Josh, ah, <laughs> save every one of us. Do, 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 do. Yeah, the whole ending scene, I was like, uh, we're just going to watch Tic Tac Toe go on forever and ever. Like and a f- ever. 27 people watching Tic Tac Toe and getting epilepsy at the same time. Like, and oh, the- we're not dead, but I, I need to sit down. Holy fuck. So- I'm. Did the computer stop what it was doing to play tic-tac-toe? Because those missiles looked like they were about to launch. Like, they were, like, ready to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it was still just running simulations. Stimulations. Stimulator. Yeah. But, yes, because he was the one that initiated it, he was able to convince the computer to, like, hey, let's play something that's not going to blow up the world. Computer. And he's like, I'll trick it into, although a computer could probably figure out how to win tic-tac-toe, right? Like, was that the point? Like, Well, if it's playing itself, it's, it's like, immediate goal is to win, no matter yeah. what side it's on. And True. Tic-toe-tac. Unless you're playing, like, a toddler, it is almost impossible to, like, win because it's fucking, if you know the game, it's like. You know the moves. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess that's kind of smart. So I like how the what guy do they do would, after? Did they go back to just guys in a fucking silo, or did they just keep using this computer that fucked up? <laughs> they didn't actually say anything about no, that. No, they were just like credits. <laughs> like the they make out him. He, Matthew Broderick makes out with his girl. Which, by the way, remember when they're like, "We're fucked," and they're on the beach. And they're like in the dark and they're like, we'll just make out hardcore. And then like, what else are they going to do? I mean, if you were 14 and you thought that you were going to get fucking just annihilated by a nuke, you'd probably be like, can I put my finger in you? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't know how to swim, but I know how to finger. 
Finger bang, bang you into my life. Bang, bang. Finger bang. Yep. Girl, so that's the end of the movie is Matthew Broderick finger blasts a girl on the beach. And... That's not the end. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's the last 20 minutes. You know what I think is funny? He started all this and then that the fucking McCormick, McCrick or whatever the McKittrick. fuck is. McKittrick. Just like, sh- like messes up his hair like, oh, you little stinker. <laughs> like, you almost blew up the world. You almost started World War Three. you little, little rascal. And then he, he tussles his hair. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> like oh, you little rascal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. No, and then Matthew Broderick tussles that guy's hair. Oh, yeah, that's He right. does it back to him. They're friends reason. now, even though he was like, you're fucking... You're a Russian spy. You're a Russian spy. I'm going to fucking waterboard you myself. What's waterboarding? It's not a thing that's going to be a thing until <laughs> 17 years from now, but I'm going to make it right now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to use my dick. I'm going to use my pee-pee. I'm going to drip pee from my dick onto your head. Wow. So that is... That's the war <laughs> games. Waterboard games. I muted my mic. Yeah, you did. I- Yes. You uh, let me see if there's anything else in my notes that um, do they not have? Oh, I have like who's this guy driving them? Because um, the doctor who created the Whopper um picks them up and like they're right near his house, like the sandwich and, and or the <laughs> the the computer thing. Oh, okay. The crazy guy on the beach, um, Falcon. Uh, they. He's like, I'm going to bed. And then they're like not far from his house sitting on the beach. And he chases them with a helicopter mm-hmm. instead of just going like, hey, guys, I got a chopper. Let's fucking go. And then the next scene, um, well, they have like the general like saying, yep, we're going to bomb them. And um, the next scene is they're just in this Jeep flying and it crashes into a fence. And there's just another guy just running with them being like, let's go. Let's go. Get them. Get them in here. Like, did he call someone? Who is this guy? Like, they just. Is there a deleted scene we're missing here? No, I just think the movie wasn't made very well. <laughs> that pro- that guy was probably going to have like a line. And then he was just like, yeah, we don't want to pay you. So they didn't, uh, he didn't give his line. He just, you run. Let's just run. Let's go. Also, I have here, I have Russian jokes at a time like this. I don't know what that means. I don't remember. Oh, fun fact. This is Matthew Broderick's film debut. Yep. This was his first film. Oh, another thing is too, like, so they got hacked, um, and there, and there was like a false, they talk about how there was a false, like, um, alert. The media knows about this. They told the media. Mm-hmm. Isn't this something that you you would think they would keep under wraps? Uh, no. No, because if they think that the threat of a nuclear strike is real, yes, they have to tell yeah. civilians that shit. Absolutely. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I feel like something would be secret. <laughs> the government... Uh, just imagine the backlash. The government knew about nuclear strikes on U.S. soil and didn't tell the media so that they could alert people because there was no internet, so people's only way of getting any sort of news, breaking news, would be to watch TV. So just imagine who lives after that and they're like oh the government didn't tell that we were getting strikes but it was fake though they knew it was but if fake. it was but if it was wasn't true, true you know i guess um 
Yeah. There's one thing we didn't talk about. The parents. Matthew Broderick's parents are the weirdest parents ever. By the way, that dad's a genius because I never thought of this with corn on the cob. He takes. Oh, dude, that was so so fucking <laughs> unique. I was like, "What's he doing?" And so, for everyone that hasn't seen this movie, he, it's weird how they focus on that too. Like, they give him a whole forty seconds of just like, <laughs> "I'm buttering a piece of bread," and yeah, he butters a piece of bread. And if you like corn on the cob, you know how much of a bitch it is to butter it. Like, it's kind of a pain in the ass. And he just butters a piece of bread. Puts the corn in it and then rolls the butter off the bread onto the corn. And I was like, this man is a genius. Like, he was the true war games <laughs> the whole time. And then the corn was raw. There was something wrong with that mother. <laughs> the mother went, yeah. She didn't cook the corn. And she's like, yeah, it's great. It's nice and crisp. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's not an apple, bitch. Yeah, but he should have known that that corn was not warm. Yeah, when it was cold. When he was putting, when he was putting cold butter on a cold <laughs> corn on the cob, yeah, they were just really but, weird. But he, was, he was a genius for that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do that the next time because then you get corn and you get a piece of buttered bread. Yeah, That's I fucking I, suck. Oh man, I'm thinking about it right now. Oh, just putting it. Go to, go to Chili's and be like, "Can I get a piece of <laughs> a piece of bread and butter and a thing of corn? Corn and cob. That's all I want." That's all just I want. Corn cob. And hey, waitress, butter. you want to watch this cool trip? <laughs> I learned it from a movie from 1983. What? Watch this. Like, wow, yeah. They have like a thousand fucking things that do that now. No, she goes, uh, you can't do that. That's copywritten. Yeah. <laughs> Only Matthew Broderick's oh. dad from 1983 War Games can do that. I also have a note that they they made sure to put Matthew Broderick with no shirt on a couple times. And it's just weird. Because he was just like a lanky kid. Yeah, he was just a kid. <laughs> and like, all right, why don't you take your shirt off? And like, he comes, the girl's like, you've been missing school. What are you doing in here? And he's like, got no shirt off. And he's just like, oh, just hack, doing all this hacking just makes me so sweaty. I don't think they said hacking even once in this movie. Hacking was not a term. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I don't know what the... But still, what I'm saying is yeah. like, you know, he's just at a computer. And he's like, oh, so hot. hacking. Yeah, it's it's hot work. It's hot. It's hot. Well, speaking of hot, Josh, is there anything else? Nah, I don't know. That's not makes any sense. Yeah, but, that, don't, that doesn't make much sense. Um, So I think that ends our discussion of war games. Yeah, uh, it's a very straightforward movie. It a was a very yeah. s- simple concept. Unique for the time that it came out, but other than that, by today's standards, it's, 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 it's a bit laughable. dated. It's a bit dated. <laughs> it's a bit laughable. A bit dated. Yeah. So let's get to our scores. Matthew Broderick is a hacker, and his girlfriend. We don't see her tits. Well, since this is not a video game movie, we are going to score this on three categories that are not the same as our normal ones. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, two of them are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this first one is how cheesy of a movie is this? And if you're wondering, yeah, that's a pretty cheesy movie because this is from the 80s. 
so you you look at this stuff and you're just like wow how far we've come with technology and the ease of trans the transmitting information across long distances and <laughs> it's just a lot of yeah so could I, you possibly score this two ways cuz back then was would it be as cheesy as we're seeing it is now well i mean this doesn't necessarily use 80s cheesy tropes like like there wasn't like from the beginning i did not think that Ooh, this is like the female, like the girl he's going to fall in love with. It's just, she was just someone that was swept up in the espionage. Who they kind of knew each other. She's never been to his house, but she knew the dog. That dog that just stood in the front yard. No leash. He's a good dog. Good boy. That dog's dead now. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm sorry, but it's true. That dog is long dead. <laughs> the dog lives, man. It's alive. It was an air bud. No. Same dog. No. I'm pretty sure that dog's that too. Yeah. Air, it should be called Air Buds because there was many Air Buds. Well, dogs. there is Air Buds. There's no, I mean like plural because that dog was never the same in any movie. Guaranteed. Yeah, but there was one called Air Buds. I don't fucking care <laughs> that there was actually a movie called Air Buds. That's about, not the point. It was about his puppies. It's about his puppies. I'm just a little puppy. Hey, I'm just some Resident Development. Uh, no, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Then. Hey, Ron. Ah, I'm just a little puppy. Oh, I like your mustache. Maybe uh, I'm just a little puppy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Parks yeah. and Rec. Yeah. As he's in sorry. So what are you giving this canceled. for? Ch- what, what, is he? Yeah, it's bullshit that he's canceled. He's not really canceled. It was just a stupid thing. Like he's more canceled well, than people that are worse off than he is. That are well, worse he's than still he is. Put off. Put out specials and. But he's not in them. He's been shunned. He's been blacklisted. He he was in that Parks and Rec thing, the quarantine thing. He put out comedy specials after the fact. It, it's it's just crazy. He was gonna make a movie, and then uh, he had to cancel it because Bill Murray was being creepy on set. Yeah. Damn it! I can't wait to see how little Bill Murray we see in that new Quantum Mania movie. That was probably the only scene he's in. Yeah. Exactly. He probably got paid more than anybody. Probably. Uh, anyway, so cheese factor, uh, I would say this movie is cheesy in certain ways. Like you look at old technology or the way things used to work back in the eighties, you know, like the classic, you know, Oh, I'm a military man. I'm going to hit on this nurse and be super aggressive about it. It's like, okay, that's a pretty classic eighties, seventies movie trope, nineties even, um, but I think other than that, they were really trying to kind of showcase technology that was not widely known about and not something that was easily available to people. Like computers for like personal use were not a big thing, really. You had to be very rich to own a computer. Um, and they were huge. They were gigantic. Um, so based on that, I would probably say this movie for cheese factor. And I look at it as, you know, how well does a movie utilize classic cheesy tropes? Um, I'd say this is probably like a four out of 10 for me. 
um, because I didn't like roll my eyes at too many things being like, Jesus Christ, why are we doing this? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Cheeseless Christ. I'm probably agreeing with you on this. I'm going to go with a four because like it was a pretty straightforward movie. Like, you know, um, it didn't, like you said, rely on those 80s tropes. It was just very, I don't want to say flat, but it was like pretty basic. Yeah. It only, it had one plot and one subplot. And that was it. Yeah. And it didn't really focus on like what's going on in the eighties. Like you really, the only thing that gave away the time difference was the technology. That's about it. Yep. There wasn't like, you know, so fours across the board. All right. Next topic is how influential was video game. Wait, what? How influential was video games and did it work? Oh, like how, well, I, I thought this was supposed to be better. like uh, effect, like the effective use of video games in the movie. There you go. I think that's kind of what we I'll, were doing before. I think I wrote it down um, correctly. So. I mean, I'd say because it we'll was, say it again. I'm going to edit out all the incorrect okay. things. So the second topic is effective use of video games in the plot, um, and I'd say that it's. I mean, it is a part of it. It was very minor in my it's, it's But it is also very minor because he did that one thing. And that well, one thing cascaded into all these other problems. We only see him play Galaga. He plays Galaga. That's it. But I wasn't even talking about I was just talking about like the computer game aspect of it. Like him hacking into that and being given the option to play games. Thinking he's playing a game. He's not. He's playing real nuclear war. Um, but... Even though that is a very, that so little time spent on those aspects. So I would say this is probably like a two out of 10 because he does the thing and then that is it. And that, that pushes the rest of the plot for the movie is just, he did the one thing with the video game and now all of these other things happen. Yeah. Then all these other things happen because of it. Yeah. I'm going to... Wow, I'm just agreeing with you on everything. I'm also giving this a two because it was, it wasn't the primary focus. Even though that it says in the description, video give video games. That was the drive, and then it was just like, oh, he fucked up, and then we're just mainly in this war room for like the rest of the movie, like, and you don't see that arcade really much. I wanted to see that arcade a little no, more. She didn't want- Reminded me of the arcade from Tron, the one in the beginning where he, he's like, in an arcade. He's in an arcade <laughs> before he goes in the in, in the game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So last category is was this a good movie? And I'll let you go first on this one. So I know this is a classic, and I know a lot of people really like this movie. It wasn't a bad movie, you know. It was pretty good. It's interesting. Would I see it again? Probably not. Um. You know, I, I it wasn't one of those movies that hit for me as an 80s classic. Um, you know, super computer fucks up and almost causes World War Three because of Matthew Broderick. Like, cool. All right. Maybe if I saw it back then, I would be a little like, oh, my God. But we've seen a million this adaptation. How many times? Terminator, baby. We've seen like computers and AIs like do this over and over again. Yep. But I will say I was highly entertained. Well, let me back that up. Wasn't don't, highly, yeah, don't say highly. I was yeah. entertained. Yeah. So you know what? 
I'll give it a five. Five out of ten. Like, it wasn't bad. I would suggest it for, to people that were like, oh, hey, you know, if you if you were born in this era, you might enjoy this movie if you haven't seen it. But I give it a five because it didn't give me all my 80s nostalgia. And also, if you were not born in that era, this movie's going to be boring to you. You're not going to find this interesting because mm. the technology is just laughable. Yeah, it's 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 the first it's like I remember the first computer I used and they looked like that and they barely did anything. So I can only imagine I can only imagine how this person at the beginning of computers could figure out what he was figuring out. And I understand that that was the whole point. Like he's a genius. He's a slacker, but he's a genius. But because he's bored at school. Yeah, that's not. Just kill fucking animals like the normal person. <laughs> Jesus. Do. What? You just strangle a neighborhood cat until the light goes out of its eyes. And then laugh when they put those posters up. No, you don't laugh. You're just like, well, I'm not well, going to bury now. the body. Wow, and... You don't sit there and go, <laughs> you're not going to find your cat. Got to know what it feels like at least once. Um, so, so for me, <laughs> that was a good segue. Uh, I actually, I'm going to, I agree with you. I think this is a very middle of the road movie. I would give this also a five out of 10. Um, because I was born in the eighties and did see these very early computers. Yeah. There's somewhat nostalgia there, but, um, just a lot of it is, doesn't super add up. Uh, like you said, they were being told over and over again, this is a simulation. It's not real. But I can also understand that, you know, this is, this looks like fucking World War Three. You really can't just take the word of some fucking nerd, <laughs> some nerdy scientist, dude. You got to be like ready if this is real kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, uh, like you said, I wouldn't be like, I got to watch this movie again. This isn't like that. So I would also give this a five out of 10. I don't think it's the worst movie. I think if you are from around that error, error, you probably would not, not hate it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't. There was also not a lot of meat on it to like really yeah. discuss and like yeah. poke like, fun at. Exactly. Like, like we said, there's the main plot. Then there's like a very small subplot and that's it. There's nothing really else. They introduce characters for them to just fall by the wayside, and that's really it. That's that's all I got. Five out of ten. Not the worst, not the best. We are now on Letterboxd, where we'll be posting one-sentence reviews of each movie we watch. Um, I'm going to go first. My one-sentence review of this movie is an entertaining classic that shows how silly technology used to be. Okay. That wouldn't be the review back then. So back then they'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. This blew my mind. But like anytime there was like those giant floppy disks and he's pulling them out, I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking silly. Yeah. All right. So I guess my one sentence review would be um, by today's standards, very dated technology wise, but it was an important movie that pushed console and computer gaming into the forefront that was beautiful josh thank you this fucking all these are right off the top of my dome every week andrew writes his down puts it in the summary thank you that's for you buddy this is all let's go to chili's oh 
<laughs> Mario. So that ends our discussion of war games. But if you have any opinions or anything you think that we should do to improve the show, or if you have any comments, or if you want to hear more of my great impressions, you can reach out to us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And you can also, wait, I forgot, Josh, because that's also the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And you can also hit us up on our Facebook and Instagram. Or if you want to listen to our backlog of movie and video game discussions, you can go to our website at anchor.fm forward slash 8bitpod, which will also lead you to all of our streaming options, which includes Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, if you leave a five-star review, you can also leave a comment, which we will read at some point live on the podcast. I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Joshua Edgington. And we will speak to you next week. <laughs> speak to you. <laughs> like we're scolding us. <laughs> no, I just can't get these outros right. China! Hey, bit China Review! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>